Welcome back to the Zero to 100 podcast live on location just outside the district. We are here for episode number 21. I am your host, Nate Rubenstein, and I'm joined by my trusty colleagues, Gats, The Rock, and The Producer. The Producer is back from his paid time off. Uh, I guess I'll start going around the table with you, Max. Um, what did you do on your time off? Uh, talk about your appreciation for being a member of this uh, organization, just giving you that flexible time off. How was it? What would you do? Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, it was a great work-life balance here, uh, welcoming environment, mm-hmm. other other things that startups put to try and attract people to apply there on LinkedIn. Um, so great, great work-life balance. I got paid more um, to not work. Right. So because um, I didn't have much going on, I was pretty bored. But you know the old saying, "Bored man gets paid." So um, that's true. We, uh, you know, uh, it was it was good. Just kind of hung out. Um, you know, avoided COVID. Um, to the best of my ability, um, I got four negative COVID tests in the last four. few weeks. Four, so I'm I'm clean. You're very clean. Bathing and hand sanitizer. That's great. That is what we like to hear. Rock, uh, what a thrilling uh, way to end, start your Wednesday evening with the Steelers. How are you feeling? Uh, what has been going on in your life? Tell me a little bit. Uh, yeah, feeling pretty good after the Steelers win. Good, good. Um, I was back in Jersey for Thanksgiving, so that was good. Got to see the fam. Did you give thanks? Um, yeah, of course. What are you most thankful for? Um, sorry to put you on the spot. Probably my family. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> that's so adorable. We yeah, love that. And, and, uh, you know, all my friends and the pod. Of course. Um, We're all very thankful for the pod. Thankful to be employed. Yeah, it's exactly. Tough time out there. It is, it is. Um, but that's, I mean, uh, pretty much it. Mar- uh, my girlfriend came up, Margie. She came up on Shouts Friday. Shouts to Margie. For the weekend. Or, you know, Friday, Saturday. I'm trying to think if there's anything She's that... She's been Thanksgiving with the fam? Well, no. Oh, she, yeah, with her own fam. Whoa, it's getting serious. Oh, no, oh, no with your, not with her us, own not fam. Not with your fam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much spiked chocolate did she bring and give to your Zero. Fam? What the hell, it's man? disappointing, but... Uh, I would give a shout to that sponsor, the OG sponsor, but they've been kind of, you know, silent on us. I don't even think they... I don't even know if they're even making anything anymore right now. That is sad. So it's our, been a slow year. You know, adding us on to their, uh, you know... <laughs> our payroll. Our payroll really didn't help. Anyways... Gats, what'd you go on? Oh, you went down south again. Yeah, I went down to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm. Had a nice, relaxing couple days with Queen City. With the fam, that's right, the Queen City. Uh, but not much to report, you know. Hey. I had a terrible, terrible two games for Thanksgiving pick'em. That's for sure. Oh uh, boy. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. I was up in the Nutmeg State in Connecticut. As everyone knows. Uh, me and my fiance went up there to be with the family. It was our first Thanksgiving with the Rubenstein clan. Um, lots of craft beer. Now that my sister works at a brewery, she she actually brews the beer, so she brought home like wow, cases and cool. cases. So, um, I love craft beer. I got a couple new what's bottles the, what's of the craft brewery. Give it a shout out. Uh, it's it's called the Mighty Squirrel, but uh, I did not. Yeah, shouts to Mighty Squirrel. I actually. Forgot when we were when we were talking about it one time. I forgot the name and I called it Mighty Mouse, so I just kept calling it Mighty Mouse. And my, my sister doesn't like that, but um, 
At any rate, uh, also got a couple, speaking more about alcohol, I got a couple new bottles of uh, whiskey from a local uh, distillery in Roxbury, Connecticut. Uh, Mine Hill, shouts to Mine Hill. Shout was out. A gr- it's, a gr- it's actually one of my favorite whiskeys because it has like this um, this oak uh, at, like finish. And you can, it's just woodsy. Like, and I was in the woods in Roxbury. It was just, you know, I just went along with everything. Yeah. You're just drinking whiskey in the woods? Yeah, you know me. That's all you do in Roxbury? That's all you do in Roxbury. There's nothing much to do. Um, at any rate, we we digress, and it's time to go into number 21. This, you know, I feel like we keep saying this every time we get on here, but this actually is a stack number. Deepest number of the pod. Deepest wow. number of the pod. 21 for 2021. Um, where do we start? Where do we start, Max? Matt, Carl, oh, where do we start? I'm going to leave it to The Rock, the most decisive person on the podcast, to decide where we go first, as always. You know, I'm going to start with something we don't usually start with, and that's hockey. Bum, the ice, bum, right? We don't, I don't think we give a lot. We don't really talk about ice a lot in the beginning, so we'll start now. Sure. Um, we're going to throw it way back oh, yeah. to the – to the 60s and 70s. That was a good time. Um, Stan. Oh, they were men back then. Back when, back when men were men. They were. And um, the name is Stan Makita out of uh, out of Slovakia. Oh, they got they breed great hockey players. Who is at, who played his uh, you know, as as a center for the Chicago Blackhawks, and he's generally regarded as the best center of the 1960s. So definitely, I mean, it just shows you it's a very solid player in his era. And also, he was named to the hundred greatest NHL players. Really? So, um, very very solid. Uh, he stood at five feet nine inches, 169 pounds. He's a small guy. Definitely smaller. Um, but we'll jump into some of his stats here. Um, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a 1961 Cup winner, so one-time Cup winner, and he's the first Slovakian-born player, Slovak-born player to win a Stanley Cup. Is that slow? It's Slovak, right? Slovak, so Slovak. Saying, yeah, he's a yeah. Slovak. He's a Slovak, yeah. Slovakian. <laughs> Shout out, Stan. Um, but so 61 cup winner, eight time all-star, two time Bing, two time heart, two time Ross. So a lot of awards there. And, uh, he did kind of rack up the points, 1467 in points, which is, uh, which is pretty high, I'd say. And he played, but he he did play for about from age 18 to age 39. So 22 years in the NHL. And overall, like I said, I mean, just a pretty solid career, and he's, I mean, he's regarded as one of the 100 greatest ever, so um, definitely have to mention him and bring Had him up to. for, uh, you know, number 21, one of the, one of the best ever. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's, I mean, that, that pretty much checks all the boxes there. Yeah. No, that, Stan. that does. And the other hockey player we had on our list, Peter Forsberg out of Sweden. Born in July 20th, 1973. He was a little taller than our boy Stan, 6'205". Oh he came in at. Gosh. 
It was drafted by Philly, uh, first round, sixth pick overall. But Go Flyers. He spent a uh, majority of his career in Colorado. Hall of Famer, two-time Cup winner, uh, won, uh, won other, many other awards, three-time All-Star, always wore number 21, no matter what, what team position? he was on. Forsberg? Center. Sorry, another center. Yeah. 708 games played in the NHL, 249 goals, 636 assists, wow. 885 points, a plus or minus of 238. Impressive. Good plus Pretty or minus. That's good it. hockey player, folks. He got inducted to the Hall of Fame in 2014. Um, let's see if there. Uh, so the one season that is highlighted is the 0203 season for Colorado when he had 77 assists and 106 points wow. with a plus or minus of 52. So, good. great career, great hockey player. Um, Let's now shift it over to the diamond, a legend in his own right. Gats, take it away from here. Let's talk a little bit about Roberto Clemente. All right, Roberto Clemente, number 21, Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, He played his entire career, all 18 years, with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Love that. Shouts to the Berg, Steel City. Love that. He had a kind of a very sad ending to not only his career but his life. He was yeah. going down on like a uh, uh, rescue mission. It's not really a rescue mission. What do you call it? Like a salvation yeah, mission a trip. trip to, to uh, Nicaragua, right? Correct. And he he got into he died in a plane crash. So originally from Nicaragua too, right? No, Puerto Rico. Oh, he's from Puerto Rico. Yes, but I don't believe the trip was to Puerto Rico, from what I read. Mm-hmm. They didn't really say. But anyways. Um, so he died at the very, very young age of 38, which is pretty sad. Um, but on the baseball diamond, absolute legend, Hall of Famer, uh, MVP, one-time MVP, 15-time All-Star, won two World Series with the Pirates, 12-time Gold Glove winner, which is pretty impressive, and a four-time batting title champion. Mm. Um, his prime, so prime Roberto, eight-year prime. He averaged a 330 batting average, which is pretty impressive over eight so years. <laughs> 18 homers, 89 RBIs. So not really a power guy, but he averaged 194 hits, almost 200 hits a year. It's pretty impressive. Guy put the bat on the ball. That's right. That's right. And he actually had a great quote. I sent it to you guys. On that Insta- quote was amazing. Can you pull yeah. it up? Yeah, yeah. It was something along the lines of, while well, Matt's pulling it up. Got it. Let's see. Roberto Clemente once said, pitch me outside, I'll hit 400. Pitch me inside, and you will not find the ball. That's so good. Savage. That's so, such a savage quote. Um, so, I mean, I, I think he's a front runner for, for the best athlete here, in my opinion. But I think so, too. We'll get to that later. I agree. And one more, yeah, one more thing, sure. too. Uh, just defensively, this dude is one of the best arms I've ever seen. I've used, Where did he play watch, again? Right, right field. field. Right field. You, this dude could throw it on a line from the wall to like third base, like it was no pride. Like actually made no sense. He had an absolute cannon for an arm. Um, and uh, you're not tagging up on Roberto. No, if you decided to, like, good luck. He's gonna, you're out. Sorry, um, but <laughs> but ab- absolute cannon. Kind of, um, that's kind of like what I like. 
just because I obviously we didn't really get to see him play, but like right. just looking at the highlights, you're just like, how did he like? How did he do that from the outfield? Um, also, my brother, he's not on the pod, but Brian, he wore 21. Ooh. I was trying to get him on, trying to get Brian on the pod, but I wanted to be on, but uh, he doesn't really respond to my texts. It's neither here nor there, Brian. So, um. Did he play right field? But no, so he wore, but he wore twenty one. He didn't really play right field. He mostly pitched, and like infield, like shortstop and stuff. But um, he wore twenty one because of Roberto, I believe. So oh, that's cool. uh, wow. that's because uh, that's one of shout that out. That's good. Shout out Brian. Shout out Roberto. Brian. Rest in peace, Roberto. Good guy. Good Super guy. tragic because he would be. I mean, all, such a nice guy. Like like you said, I mean like. He was on a mission trip, like one of the literally the nicest people you could possibly ever meet, um, and you know goes out so tragically like that. But that's a good that's, one. Yeah. Um, moving from Roberto Clemente to the hardwood. Well, first before we do that, the thing we should mention: Did you have Sammy Sosa? Let's let's talk a little bit oh, about yeah. Sammy. Oh, we'll, we'll stay on the diamond. Um, so Sammy Sosa. Um, I mainly want to talk about him because he was my favorite backyard baseball player. Ooh, I mean, just hit absolute nukes in backyard baseball. Uh, but Sammy Sosa played on a bunch of different teams, mainly for the Cubs, though. He had a 12-year career with the Cubs. Um, he won an MVP, seven-time All-Star. Um, he had that huge home run chase with McGuire that yep. they recently had a documentary about in 98. Um a lot of controversy, though. You know, the steroid era, he was mm-hmm. a big part of that. He also pigmented his skin during retirement, so he is no longer... He's pretty much white now, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that, that was a little shocking. Oh, Sammy? Yeah, he yeah. did kind of the same thing. Uh... I want to look at this. People yeah, he's... Really he was, about that. He's yeah. a completely different race. No, yeah, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't even look looks, the same. He does not look the same. He's very pale now, I'd say, right? Yeah. So, while Nate looks that up... He did have a nice six-year prime, though, from 97 to 02. He would average 55 home runs and 137 oh, okay. RBIs. So that's, I mean, 55 home it? runs over 55 six. 55 and 100. That was, that was his average, average for a six-year <laughs> prime. What do you guys think of, of how he's oh, looking now? He's, he's looking, what happened to Sammy Sosa? Right? White. Completely different. Why did he do what does that? that do? Like, what? what is the point of doing that? I don't know. It's. I think it's purely like cosmetic. I think it's like. I don't think there's any. Reason it's like, what's the to point of getting a nose job? You know. Yeah, I, but I, I think it's purely like just because you want. Right. I don't know. I, I might be wrong. I thought, I thought he said it in an interview. Maybe I'm just making this up. But I thought he had said that like he like thought white was better. It was like a, like a super controversial thing to say. No, you're not. I don't think you're making that up because I think there was some type of controversy around it because I remember hearing about this because of that. I don't want to confirm here uh, this, but I don't think uh, our producer is far off. I mean, like we said, controversy surrounding <laughs> the man. But, I mean, he hit 609 career home runs. He's, I mean, I think he's top 15 all time. So, mm-hmm. pretty impressive 600 club. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So, that's the diamond. Let's go to the hardwood. Timothy Theodore Duncan. Tim Duncan, a.k.a. Timmy, a.k.a. The Big Fundamental, a.k.a. Groundhog Day, a.k.a. Old Man Riverwalk, a.k.a. The Stone Buddha, a.k.a. The Ageless Power Forward. That's Tim Duncan. Let's get into him. I mean, first of all, cool story about Tim Duncan about how he became a basketball player. So he's from the U.S. Virgin Islands, right? And 
in the U.S. Virgin Islands, obviously the most popular sport is swimming. They're surrounded by water, and it's just a natural thing to do is to become a competitive swimmer if you live in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Wow, okay. He, n- tall person, six foot 11. Uh, he was tall in high school. He was tall growing up. So he made a great swimmer's body. Like, he was able to cover a lot of surface. He was able to move fast through the water. So he was becoming, so he was training to be an Olympic swimmer for the U.S. Virgin Islands. And then, uh, when he got into his early high school years, he was swimming, practicing, doing whatever he usually does in his morning routine, and a shark almost took his life. Like, a shark came out of the middle of the ocean uh, by where he lived and almost, like, chomped his leg off or, or whatever. Maybe it was a serious incident with um, a shark. And it scared him from that point on. Like, he did not go near water. He was done swimming. And he started picking up basketball. And uh, that led to him, like, putting so much time into basketball because, like I said, U.S. Virgin Islands, swimming is a huge part of that culture. And he ended up, you know, really taking up basketball. And that led to getting a scholarship to Wake Forest and then, you know, becoming the player that he was. And we'll get into the stats in a second. It looks like the producer had something to say. Yeah, well, I, this is sort of unrelated, but you made me think about it with swimming, how we won't touch on swimmers because they don't have jersey numbers. Right. So I think we should flag this for Michael Phelps, who's won a total of 28 medals. So I think we should talk about him at 28. Good flag. Sure. No, flag that makes sense. Flag Produced. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so then Tim Duncan ends up becoming one of the more legendary power forwards. Um he was known for having such a great mid-range game. Um, and what was so funny about him was, like, he never looked like a very athletic person out there. Like, he ran very odd to me. Uh, he moved slow. Yeah, not the greatest shoes. He was on that Adidas team. We've mentioned it a couple times on this pod, but he did have that line of shoes with that. That's right. That's right. So, he's a Hall of Famer, 15-time All-Star. Uh 19 points per game, 10 total rebounds, 3 assists. Um, His best season scoring-wise was 25.5 points per game, and that was in the 01-02 season. But played all of his years on the San Antonio Spurs, was a key, uh, one of the, if not the key part of that nucleus of those championship teams with Tony Parker and... Amano Ginoli we talked about on the last episode. He was the glue. He was the glue. And like when like I think the ageless power forward is the perfect nickname for him. Because every year, even towards the end of his career, you can never count him out as being one of the better big men. Like you know what he was gonna do. You know he's gonna give you minutes. I mean, obviously the minutes went down as, as years went on, but he was still gonna give you them and he was still gonna give good minutes too. So super incredible power forward. Um, and I think he'll go down as one of the best power forwards just because of how he was able to stretch the game out a little bit. He was able to kind of blend in with a bunch of different personalities on that Spurs team. Um, and, I mean, people talk about Popovich and, 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 you know, how the Spurs kind of dismantled after that nucleus left, and uh, I think that Tim Duncan was just the perfect player for Popovich's um, system. Yeah, it just, just so, it just ended up working out. Just so down to earth, didn't really seem like he said anything, and yeah, kind of just out there getting the job done. There's just getting the job do. done. There's nothing you could do. They, wasn't gonna way, say, he wasn't like, gonna talk shit. He was just, just like, gonna do his thing. Just gonna do his thing. 
Now, what, switching yeah. to the other number 21 uh, from this era that does talk a lot of shit, like, Kevin Garnett. Um, we'll just touch on him real quick just because we talked about him on number five. Um, number 21 is the number he wore when he first came into the league, so I feel like it's only appropriate that we mention him. He, he did? Yeah. Oh, well, that's that's a producer right there, just knowing every little tidbit about each player. Good looks. Um, so, yeah, Best Kevin Garnett is another one. Score, uh, he had his championships when he was wearing number five for the Celtics. So uh, we've considered him a little bit more of a important player, I guess is the word, when he was number five. But that being said, like he was a stat sheet stuffer when he was wearing number 21, just like – he was getting boards. He was getting points. He was the centerpiece of that Timberwolves team. Um, I don't have him up in front of me because he's kind of like an honorable mention, but he's definitely. Oh, oh, we got him. We got him. In 2000, 2003, 2004, probably was one of his best seasons. He averaged 24 and 14. Well, yeah. And so that's why, like, I think, like, you know, people always talk about the decision with LeBron and going to the Heat with um, Chris Bosch and Dwayne Wade. I always thought that the big three assembly in Boston was a better assembly. Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett. I thought that was... I mean, Kevin Garnett's in his prime. Did he choose... Was he a free agent who chose Boston? So he didn't get traded to Boston. I'm not positive. We We could look up how the big three was assembled. But nevertheless, I still think, like, one of them chose... Well, Paul Pierce definitely resigned. That was traded. In okay, so a little bit different. You're right. Ryan Grove, uh, Green. So I take it back a little bit. So I should step that back because you're right. It wasn't chosen. Kevin Grant didn't choose to go to the Celtics. But still crazy. That I mean, what a move by the T Wolves, though. Like, is that the the no, worst move complete, by them? Just dumping the contracts. The Sonics traded Ray Allen too. They really didn't want to pay Garnett, I guess. But I think it was one of those like he. It was like a forced trade as well. Uh, That being said, though, like, what's really impressive about Kevin Garnett, and we talked about this on episode five, but like, like we said, he was the guy in Minnesota. He was the number one option. The ball was going to him every time down. He went to the Celtics, and he com- from the from this beginning, he was like, "All right, I'm not number one. I'm maybe number four on this team, and I'm gonna focus on rebounds. I'm gonna focus on defense. I'm gonna let Paul Pierce." kind of be the kind of offensive nucleus. I'm going to get Ray Allen be the shooter, and I'll get my points where I get my points. Um, so that – Love that out of a player. Love honestly. that out of a player, for real. For real. <laughs> the other person I'll mention, and, I'll, and Max, I'll actually have you bring up his stats too, but Dominique Wilkins is the other number 21. And uh, he was just known for dunking the ball. Vicious hard. dunker. Just – he went up to the rim and he was like, "I'm gonna slam this ball through this cylinder as hard as I can." And he, he did that. jump just out of the gym too. That's right. Actually, crazy. That's right. So a dunk champion. Um, I'll, I'll hand it back over to Max to get the stats. Yeah, career. He averaged 24.8, so basically 25. He, yeah, he was an insanely good scorer. Seven score and too, yeah. two and a half assists. Um, he is, and he shot 46, percent which isn't t- isn't bad. Did he win a championship? Because uh, the Hawks were good. They had good squads back then. I don't. See it on here. I don't know. He was an All Star pretty much every year he played, except for when he played in the Pro League in Greece and then came back to the NBA and then played a year in the Pro League in Italy and then went back to the NBA. Want to try the overseas? Yeah, the pizza over there is good. 
Got it. Heard yeah. that. French originally, and Matt was just talking about this, but um, birthday twins, so me and Dominique Wilkins. That's a solid. That's that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So that takes up basketball. I'm yeah, gonna hand no, it over to the one Rock. more probably maybe maybe might be the oh, best god. ever. Oh god. Potentially is Joel Embiid. Oh god. Number twenty one. Great player right now. Got a, I think many years left. Hopefully, if he stays healthy, and you know what, just have to trust the process. One of the, one of the greatest nick. The process, I think, is a great nickname, and um, he's holding. The, you know, he's one of the best players in the Sixers right now, and uh, hopefully, he can carry this team to the finals one of these years. We'll see. Um, but that's it, Joel Embiid. Quick, quick fun fact about Dominique Wilkins. Actually, you know, back to it. Sure. He did not win. In the NBA championship. That's right. But when he went to play in Greece, he won, and then he came back and played a year in the NBA. And then he went and played in Italy and won there too. And then came back and played one more year in the NBA and did not win. So he did win championships in his career, just not the NBA. Hmm. Um, that's interesting because, you know, another person that's kind of similar like that is Stefan Marbury. He went over to China after he finished up his career here in the U.S. And he won a slew of championships. And then he also got a statue after him in China just because he was such a great player in China. So it's like, that just goes to show the level of talent in the NBA, like here. Like, we talk about the best athletes best, in the world. Best league in the world. Well, in basketball league, sorry. I, w- I mean, I would make the argument, uh, it's tough because every every sport is different. But I would say that basketball is a good case for being the top athletes uh, when we're talking about overall athletes. Yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot it's of tough. I mean, there's a lot of football players that are just supreme athletes, but um, that's a, that's another argument for another day. Um, anyways, let's move to the gridiron, talking about Ooh. football players and athletes, and let's hear about prime, prime time, Dion Sanders. Um, where do I start with Dion Sanders? Uh. I guess we can start with his football career. Actually, the fact that he was a dual sport athlete, played in both the NFL and the MLB, which is I think unprecedented uh, in, in today's uh, like leagues. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe Kyler Murray, he could probably do it. But no, I mean he could do it. It's just a matter of if you want to play in both, you know, at the same time. Um, but. All right, so we'll start with his football career. So Deion Sanders is probably regarded as one of the best uh, defensive backs of all time. He was a great cover guy, or excellent cover guy, and he's extremely fast. In the 40-yard dash in the NFL Combine, he ran a 4-2-7, which I think at the time, I don't know if it still stands as the record today, but I think at the time that was for sure one of the best, um, if not the record. Uh so football, he's a Hall of Famer. He's an eight-time Pro Bowler, six-time All-Pro, uh, two-time Super Bowl champion. He was a Hall of Famer in the All of 1990s team. Um, I don't think I don't think that know if that's what that stands for. But anyway, yeah, and he was a 1994 AP Defensive Player of the Year. So seriously, one of the best defensive backs of all time. Mm. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, and he was just overall, I mean, what else can you say about him on the gridiron, anyone? Just that he was just, he was just a show out there, I feel like, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, definitely fun to watch, I feel like. It's extremely fun. I, I didn't really get to see any of them, unfortunately, because he was too far back, I'd say. Right? And I'm pretty sure he but, played in – I don't know if you said this already, but I'm pretty sure he played in a World Series game yeah, and yes. a football game the same day, right? So well, so no, it was I don't think it was the same day, but I believe it was the same week. So he's the only – first of all, he's the only athlete to ever compete in a World Series and in a Super Bowl, which is crazy. And um, – I think it, I think it was around. I, I forget exactly, but I, I had it up here. But I think it was like the same week or something. What position did he play in baseball? Well, I'll jump. We'll jump into baseball now. Pinch he was a right? center fielder. <laughs> Pinch runner. Yeah. Yeah. So, in the MLB, he played from looks like from '89 to like 2001, but is he kind of bounced in and out of the league? Um, but yeah, I played for a couple different teams: the uh, excuse me, the Yankees, the Braves. Um, kind of bounced around. Um, jump into some of his stats here: uh, five hundred fifty-eight hits, thirty-nine home runs, and about two hundred six two sixty-three for his career. So overall, solid. But I definitely think he was more um, definitely noted for his. Uh, his football career, but it's just insane. I don't know. I think to to be able to play both sports at the same time, it's a lot, and be pretty successful in both. I don't know. It just really just shows he's easily one of the best athletes of all time. Yeah, um, I would agree. Versatility. Both yeah. sports use different muscles, so for sure, and it's just totally different. I mean, like football is way more. I say it's like less court, like baseball. You actually have to hit something that's coming at you. Football, yep. you kind of just. At least his position, you're following a dude around. That's right. Make sure he doesn't catch it. So, shout out Deion Sanders. Uh, I think he's up there, too, for one of the best ever to wear 21. Wow. But, uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll get there. Before we move on to our other segments, Max, do we have any soccer players that are worthy of being mentioned here? We do. We do, in fact. Um, so, I'll mention just one. Um, I had three guys, but really only one is deserving, you know? Yeah. And that is Andrea Pirlo, who, Italian. Italian. You might, you might know Pirlo. Um, most known for his club time at Juventus. Um, he was incredibly successful there. He won the Italian championship six times with them, controlling and playing in the midfield. And then in 2006, won the FIFA World Cup as well, got to hoist the trophy. Um, and then actually he was one of the first um, players like real soccer stars to come play in the US so he came to went and played at New York City FC for a while did not win a championship there but <clears throat> it was really cool he obviously made soccer popular um, in America or people wanted to watch it um, because he was playing um, regarded as one of the best midfielders of all time really he, he really controlled the game and um, Juventus is still really a top club in the world and consistently wins the Italian league year in and year out. But um, he was, you know, the glue, like the Tim Duncan, if you will, um, of that team in the middle there. And um, he's actually now the coach at Juventus. So wow. he's uh, one of the players that went he back and started rings. coaching at his own club. So um, he played against, I believe, uh, and now coaches Cristiano Ronaldo. So, 
a guy who I believe is a winner on this podcast too for number seven. Number seven. Yes. So um, that is Andre Pirlo. He, uh, I mean, with most other numbers, I would definitely consider him um, to be up there, and I still hold him toward you know the top heap. But um, he's uh, yeah, he's one of the all-time greats there. So. Um, Congratulations to him. He'll be getting the gift bag like all of the people we mentioned on the podcast. Quick blockbuster trade update. Russell Westbrook to the Wizards. Ooh. Yo, he's coming to the district. For John Wall and a first round pick. Wow. What? Wait, so John Wall's going to be on the Rockets now? Rockets Interesting. NBA championship. Put it down. Hold on. That's crazy. Woj. Bomb. Wow. Also, one more thing about um. Is John Wall gonna play? Dion. Oh, I don't know. I, I, who knows? That's the thing. Like, it's such a risk. I feel like who knows if John Wall's any John Wall's any good. I think anymore. I honestly think it's a win-win for the Rockets. You get rid of uh, something that was yeah. just not worth it, and then you get somebody, and you get a first-round pick. Could be potentially yeah. good. Houston, You're getting him at a low Houston, value, probably. Houston's winning this trade big time. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Probably. What's Russ going to get you? A first round exit? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But that's what DC needs. That's what DC needs. He's a piece, so I mean, him and Beal, I mean, that's pretty sick. If Russell Westbrook decides not to shoot every That is kind of sick. Every percent. If they can get, I don't know, if they, they need more pieces. Obviously, they need way more pieces. Russ and the, Beal and Russ and Harden. There's only one difference, and that is Westbrook is bringing the ball up now. Like I mean, the Rockets. I mean, they're because not, they that Harden bad, was though, considered. No, they weren't. They. I mean, people. I mean, they made it. To it was play. hard though. The it round. was very hard though for Westbrook to transition into a wing player, in my opinion, because he was technically the shooting guard. Like, it was a Harden dominant offense, and he came in, he accepted it, but he is not a wing player. Like, he is. He needs to bring bring up the I ball. Mean, for he sure. doesn't need to be bringing up the ball. He needs to be leading the fast break. Like he, that is how he gets his money. Like he is. You're gonna. Give the outlet to him. He's gonna go down on the fast break. Half court shit doesn't really matter. But for the wit, the difference though, I think is he's now bringing up the ball at all times, like he was in in Oklahoma. So yeah. he's gonna decide the pace of the game. And Beal is such a great wing player. So he's the bet. He's a he's a, somehow he was was he not an all star last year? Somehow he was. It was or was he finally? No, he was. He was. Okay, good. And yeah, he's, he's one of the greatest. He's, he's so good. He averaged like thirty something a game last year. Yeah, but um, and he yeah, got we'll paid. See. Didn't he get a crazy contract? With oh, he's getting yeah. paid. He's getting a hell of money. Yeah, but Is anyway, that... one more one more thing about Dion. He, sure. um, he's the only player to hit an MLB home run, hit an MLB home run, and score an NFL touchdown the same week. Ooh. So I don't think that I don't think the Super Bowl and the World Series were. No, not that not couldn't have been Bowl. the. I thought he like played in a football game and then played in the World Series or something. Oh, I oh. could be wrong though. Don't take my word for it. I mean, he probably did, honestly, because like it, it would, it would, it would match up, right? Like th- that would make sense. It would make sense. I think he probably did. I just not not sure. We'll give it to him. But yeah, we'll shout out that shout out. Uh, who are we talking about? Russell Westbrook. Kinda yeah, crazy. Shout out to Russell Westbrook. <laughs> what, what crazy news? Did we mention everybody that we were going to talk about? I think we did. I don't know. Yeah, I think we did. <laughs> so that's the time of the pod where we decide who's the best. Um. Stop. I've been letting you go first, Max, on a lot of these things. I'm going to let you go first again here. You're going off on some PTO again tomorrow. I'm not going to let you off easy here. Yeah. What is, who is 
the best number 21 athlete? This is tough because this is a really, really good number. Um, Deepest I think number. You, go three, you can legit go three ways. I think, well, can I do a, can I do a bronze, silver, gold? A little no. podium? No. <laughs> no. Just pick one. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you can. We can. No, yeah, I'll, sure. just pick, I'll just pick, pick one. one. I'll just pick one. Prime time. Oh! 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 That shakes things up. That shakes things up. That starts it off on a good note. It is. Wow. I mean, that's such a good. I think it's like, yeah, I think. Very impressive. It's very impressive. He's like the best. He's probably one of the best in his position, right? Top five, maybe all time in his position. Maybe the best. Maybe continue, the best. If not the best. No, no, if not the best. And he played another sport. Yeah. Like, how, how do you do Like, at a high level. It's true. So, it's true. Um, that's, I love that. I love that pick. I'll go next. <laughs> so let me, let me talk. So let me talk. Let me talk through. Let me talk through my thinking here. This is going to maybe sound bad to say. But I think that the reason why Roberto Clemente comes up short is because his career ended ended before it before it became like this amazing career. It was still an amazing career. You think he could got? A, I mean, he was what was he thirty eight? It did end short, but he he was like older. Different exits. Right. It was. I, tra- it was. I mean, it was you're, maybe you. I mean, he wasn't young, young. Yeah, yeah. But I agree. But it still I think ends a little bit early. Um, Deion Sanders, great athlete, but I am gonna go with my boy Tim Duncan. Tim came in talking English. Wow. Tim Duncan. I and I don't even know if I need to back it up because I mean the guy won championships. <laughs> this is so hard. He and talking about being an ageless power forward, the fact that he was able to be so consistent and so good for such a long period of time is something that I value. And, and I obviously like, value and the he escaped a shark, a shark attack. That's right. And he, yeah, and he's Props. probably the best at his position, maybe ever, right? Um, I would say so. I'd probably say so as well. Power forward, yeah. I mean, him and what? Maybe call him alone, unless you put him at center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would say KG right? is actually in and there KG. as well. KG. Yeah. So. And Joel Embiid, of course. Oh, uh, well, center. So. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go Tim Duncan. So we got we got one Deion Sanders. We got one Tim Duncan. I'm gonna leave it between you two to decide who goes first. Who goes next? Oh, tie to go. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, this is really hard. Uh, I didn't really want to go because I was gonna. Anyway, anyway, I'll go. I'm gonna go with Tim Duncan as well. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Just because. Um, <laughs> I, I like kind of what that. you. I think it's what you. T- I mean, everything you touched on. I think he's probably the best power forward ever. He's a top ten NBA player of all time, probably. Um, Where is Dion? He's just Sanders. good. He's just a winner. You always want. I mean, that was more of the system, but I think. I mean, he was he was a rock of that team. Where what, he made Deion- the playoffs every year. So yeah. essentially, where is Dion Sanders in the list of? I mean, it's so hard to do this in football, but like players of all time, like all in general. In football? In football. Top 50. He's top, top 50. 50. He's for sure top 50. I don't know if you can, I don't know. It's, you're right. It's really, it's way harder to do this with football because like, where do you, you put gonna, the court? Like, how, how do you put a lineman over a D back? Yeah, yeah, that? exactly. Um, what about, do defensive, his position? what about defensive players? Maybe that helps. Defensively, he's. Mm, that's even that's really hard too. 
I don't know if he'd be top five all time defensively. Top 10. Maybe I top, 10. top 10. I mean, I'd I like think to he's see the best what cornerback another... that's ever played, personally. Really? Yeah. I think there's been a lot of good cornerbacks. I think he's up there. I think he's top three. Okay. Probably. Maybe top five. Well, then let's. Uh, but I think, yeah, no, I think you're. I think we see where he's trending here. So let's let's see what, what, what he pulls out. Um, I'm actually going to go with Roberto Clemente. Yeah, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I, that's why I wanted you to go before me because I knew you were going to go with Roberto. So yeah. Tim Duncan wins then. He does. I know. We'll decide. We'll have to decide. I thought he was going to go with uh, Dion. Dion? Yeah. And then I, I was. I was, you're I really hyping I was between, Dion. Up. I think I was between. Well, because. I think it's a lot for me. It's like I don't. I've never really seen Dion play. I think that's I'm biased. That's me in that. too. That's me too. You know what We're I mean? And players. I know he was so great, but it's like I've never. I've maybe seen very few highlights on him, and I know he was great, but like. Yeah, and and like we said when we first started deciding, like you could literally go three ways there. Those are all really good really, players, really, really good people at their craft. Honestly, I think if this if we were gonna do it, I think it should be like a three way tie. If anything, if if anything, it'd be a two way tie. All I'm saying too is, and you bring I up a great point, Matt. Is like, and this is gonna become even more apparent as we get to some of these really steep numbers. Is like, how are we actually going to make a decision? on Roberto Clemente versus Tim Duncan. We never saw Roberto Clemente play. All we have is numbers. Like we don't really know the impact. And and I mean I, obviously numbers can tell you can you can easily tell how good a player is, but the same rate like when we're talking about Tim Duncan, like one of the big reasons why we probably picked Tim Duncan is just because of his influence for that team and and just the way he kind of carried himself and and how important his role as a leader on that team was and, and just how well i think personally one of the biggest I, reasons like, i picked roberto is because he won two world series with the pirates who we i mean exactly, in our age exactly. pirates are terrible they've Awful. been terrible since we were born so good point the That's fact point. that he was kind of the star of the team no i literally think it should be like a tie i think it'd probably but you picked tim duncan i did pick tim duncan but i i had to pick you have to pick someone there's all know. good cases like when carl's talking about roberto Clemente, i'm like damn i should fucking pick roberto Clemente or I mean, in or Dion, Dion, I mean, uh, yeah. So well, this is the hardest number by far. Not maybe by by far, but I think it's definitely closest. Closest, closest think, friend, number one. I, think, I went technical. I think Dion's the best athlete to wear number twenty-one. Not necessarily. Oh, I agree. I totally sport. agree with that. So interesting. That's He's the fastest. Could probably we're, jump the highest. If we're, if we're talking the best, athlete, <laughs> for sure. I mean, he can't throw it farther than Roberto. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm going. That's a good. That's a good point. And uh, so, congratulations to Timmy point. Duncan. Um, you, gotta, you gotta get his address so we can send him. We'll send him the gift box. Yep, that's great. So now it's time on the pod for the segments. We haven't done them in a while. Let's start off with the "I can't believe it" section. Carl, I don't want to catch you off guard here, but what is your "I can't believe it"? Is there anything that you just can't believe? Uh, um. Well, I found out that it's a. Uh, it's Aaron Rodgers' birthday today. Oh, and great day. what a great, big day! <laughs> Go number twelve. Uh, but it's also Aaron Jones' birthday, so wow. I I can't believe that they have the same birthday and they have the same name. How many times does that happen? And they're on the same team. Mm. Take it, keep keep talking about your I can't believe. Go ahead. Oh, I don't I don't have anything. He just oh. gave me the mic. Filibuster away. <laughs> yeah. There's gotta be something you can't believe. Oh, me. I um I I can't believe that there was a football game at three o'clock on a Wednesday. <laughs> I, I can't believe that. I, that I, 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 I didn't like it really. Normally, normally, to my understanding, football's on Sundays and then also Mondays and then 
Thursdays, and then sometimes Saturdays. Yeah. But never a Wednesday. So that was that was new Wednesday to me. Wednesday evening. Yeah. Rock, how about you? Um, can't believe that. I don't know, really. Just can't really believe anything anymore. Can't believe the Steelers. I would bring it say it again. The eleven and zero. Can't really believe that. Are they are they legit 11, 11 and zero? Do you believe in the Steelers? I mean, I think they're a good team. I just I think they could make the playoffs and like lose they their first. Make the playoffs with eleven wins. No, 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 no. <laughs> like I think they like if the. Oh, I think they should. Or I don't. I can't say they will One make the done. playoffs, right? But they done. should. But yeah, I think it's for sure like a uh, thing that could happen that they're they going to get a bye at least if they keep if they, if they get it I mean the thing is that they lose one game and the Chiefs are keep like uh-huh. annihilating people as well it's it'll be I don't know how actually how that would work I guess you go to division record there but who knows or strength of schedule win okay but yeah I can't can't believe that didn't expect it yeah no for sure um well, I I can't believe one thing. I still can't believe that I'm getting married. I've been I've been doing these wedding plan this wedding planning the fiance for a long time fiance. for a couple months now, and uh, I wanted to do this on the pod here. I wanted to uh, break out a little. I can't believe for this section. Wow. Got to give Carl an I can't believe card for this specific Uh-oh. pod. <laughs> Should I open it? Now? You gotta Ooh. open now on the pod on the I can't believe section. My name's not centered. No, <laughs> Left justified. Should I read it out loud? Oh yeah. All right. Double mic. <laughs> the card says, "Bro, this is it. Suit up. Will you be my groomsman?" Of course. Yes. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe. Wow. I, I can't believe it. Hoping <laughs> you would join me up there on my wedding day, brother. Of course. Love it. Very Love honored. it. Very honored. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> How to do it on the pod, on the wow. I believe Love section. I think we big. just wrap up the pod there. That's that, that is, is how big. we fix it. Yeah. yeah. That good? That's, Everyone good with that? Yeah. Fine by me. Well, anyways, that's it for episode number 21. If you stuck suck through it. Oh, shit. <laughs> picks. I got so excited about that. I can't believe section. We don't have to do We can skip a week. I don't care. I mean, we did it without announcing it last week, right? Yeah, we did. That's right. So I just well, yeah. We'll let you guys know what happens next week. Well, for for the next time, for the next time, episode number twenty-two. I think Michael Red's a guy that's on my mind. I got Taylor Swift. Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith. (laughs) Emmett Smith. A bunch of people. Uh, So uh, if you guys tuned in this far, thank you. You guys can catch us on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Morning Read, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Catch you next time, Jersey. Take it away.